0: Welcome to The Gospel According to with Ryan and Mike, a conversation designed to explore what makes the gospel good news in various books and topics of the Bible. Okay, Mike, so we are going to spend another episode contextualizing Romans, and then we're going to do one more after this where we also try to contextualize Romans. And just to make a brief apologetic for this i know both of us have just struggled reading romans because it is the most magisterial of paul's epistles and i know both of us for a long time struggled with trying to understand what's paul trying to do what's his purpose what exactly does he mean by justification what are these works of law all of these other questions in the book of romans but you're only able to read the book of romans again properly both if you know where Paul's trying to go and mm-hmm. that is harmony between Jew and Gentile. Mm-hmm. And also, if you know where the letter has been, meaning yeah. you know where the story of God has been leading up to the book of Romans. Yeah. So in our first conversation, you go ahead.
1: I was going to tell a story that, that this is an illustration I've used for other classes when I've talked about the importance of context. And I think it might be helpful here. Sure. We're going to, de- if we're going to defend all this contextualization, if, um, Somebody saw a a little message that I shared with my one of my friends that said, I love your wife. And that's all you saw. How would you how would you be inclined to interpret that sentence?
0: I can say a great many inappropriate things. Yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. But our, our initial our initial
1: gut check would be to say, like, oh, he's confessing to. At worst, at best, like he he loves your wife romantically. Um, Possibly he's ending a friendship, ending a marriage, possibly adult. You know, we read all those things into it. If you have the context to know, you know, they're like younger brother and sisters in the faith. You know, she's she's one of our dearest friends. And I truly regard her as a sister. And I tell him, I love your wife. Now, all of a sudden, something that was marriage and family wrecking is now one of the most endearing things in the world, right? The words haven't changed, but by placing it in an appropriate context, the meaning was totally reversed,
0: right? Well said.
1: That's what all this context work is meant to do for Romans because our conviction is that's what's happened historically with Romans is we've taken these words, attached them to a different story, and altered the meaning significantly to where… We're losing uh so much of what Paul intends. And and it's like I've you know, I've said this before, it becomes fitting that round peg into a square
0: hole. Yeah. yeah. Jonathan Pennington says this in his book on the Sermon on the Mount. Bible students should not be so concerned about a dictionary definition as they are an encyclopedia definition. Mm. Yeah. And I think this is again what we're trying to do here. Let's yeah. get the encyclopedic context for Romans and then try to read this letter properly to then understand yeah. why you love my wife so much. Very good. So, yeah. <laughs> So then, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to let this one die. It's yeah. going to be a cucumber and a shed. It's all,
1: It's always the risk, but it, it just it works. But anyway, go ahead.
0: It does. Okay, so I have no idea where we were going. I'm totally out of context now. Oh, that's okay. That's all right. But what we were trying to do in our first episode is trying to explain, you know, where Romans is going, and that's harmony of Jew and Gentile. And what yeah. we did in our last episode was look at the Old Testament narrative. Culminating in Jesus Christ of uh, the one who is the offspring to Abraham, who is the light to the nations.
1: Yeah.
0: And what we're going to try to do now is contextualize Romans within the New Testament, especially the epistles. So Romans yeah. is one of the later epistles. And the Apostle Paul has written quite a bit before this time. Yeah. And a lot has happened in the first century church. Um yeah. fill in my generalities with specifics. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So think about where we picked up, where we left off in the last episode with the story of the gospel spreading in Acts, where it goes, you know, the apostles are going to their own Jewish brethren, proclaiming Jesus as the Messiah. And then they they begin to take the same message now to Gentiles. And um all these non-Jews come to faith in the Messiah. And so you've got Jews and non-Jews giving their allegiance. To Jesus of Nazareth as the Jewish Messiah who's coming to restore all things, and um, the question then that, that, that this really pressing question in the minds of these Jewish Messiah people is: well, do do the Gentiles need to be circumcised and begin observing Torah, doing works of Torah, living, living under Torah? In other words, do Gentiles need to become Jews? Right. That's that's the question. And the answer that's given at this, this council meeting in Acts is no, they it's don't.
0: Way, like, it would yeah. be fair to say, do Gentiles need to start living the Jewish way of life?
1: Yes, which is to say, become Jews because those things yeah. are so connected. But yes. Yeah, because
0: yeah. I think well, even whenever I hear that phrase, I'm thinking like, oh, it's just a citizenship test. Mm. But um like if a cuban wants to become an american or something right Right. yeah citizenship test no this is a full ethnic and cultural style of life that would have been encompassed in this
1: yeah and and i think realizing that what made a jew a jew was on one hand their their lineage back to abraham but even more so this way of life right that's what that's what was making a jew a jew and and so you know Their assumption was, well, of course they do, but the the reality was, no, they didn't because of Jesus. And so um, when we get to a letter like Galatians that would have been written very close to the time of that Acts 15 council, the predominant question where you've got these teachers who are rivals of Paul coming in, compelling these Gentile Messiah people to be circumcised and begin living under Torah, do the works of Torah – Paul's coming along and saying, "No, you don't," um, and 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 so, in other words, he's he's writing to these Gentiles to say, "Don't you don't have to become Jews? Don't become Jews because Jesus uh, died. Jesus gave Himself to rescue us from the present evil age. That's true for people who who are Jews, and that's true for people who are are non-Jews as well. Um,
0: when we get to Romans." Um, Slow, we're down, dealing... slow, slow, slow down just a little bit because again you've covered yeah. a lot of territory. Sure. So we we go through the book of Acts, if I can just do this real quick. Yeah. Acts one through about Acts eight. Um, yeah. we're just in Judea and Samaria. Correct. Yeah. And we're in Jewish territory. Yeah. And even those who've come to the temple would have been there for Pentecost, they would have been Jewish. At this yeah. point, the Jesus movement still seems to be a Jewish thing.
1: It's yeah, it's only Jewish, right? It's, it's right. Jew, Jewish Messiah, Jewish worldview, Jewish promises, Jewish scriptures, all those things. Um this is this is about, well, like like what we saw, the restoration of of Israel, right? Yes, that right. that I that idea. Um so then we get
0: to Acts nine with Paul and then we get to Acts 10 with Cornelius. It's yeah. going to be our first yeah. Gentile. Yeah. And then the gospel is going to start leaving Jerusalem and go to the Gentiles. Yeah how does cornelius fit into this narrative
1: he's he's not a jew right he 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 has some knowledge of the god of israel seemingly he's he's worshiped in the synagogues he prays to him he's he's done those things but he's not been circumcised and he's not judaized right he's not fully become a a jew even though he's adopted some faith and reverence for the god of israel and i think probably sought to you know bring his life to some measure of repentance and and quality of life but he's not he's not become a Jew and so now the 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 same message about the messiahship of Jesus and the forgiveness of sins in him him is the 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 hub of where righteousness and forgiveness of sins is found that message is given to Cornelius he and all his household um be- respond in faith the spirit comes upon them just as it had done Jews in acts two. And so now we see uh, the, the spirit confirming that same, the promises and the, the preaching there. Yeah. This is, this is now for all the nations.
0: Absolutely. Well. And then as you work through acts 11 through 15, it's then this big question. What about the nations? Yeah, you know, Peter has the vision about the animals mm-hmm. and one of the big questions is, do Gentiles need to follow the dietary restrictions of the right, Jew? Yeah. Uh, another question is going to be about circumcision. What about mm-hmm. feast days? What about yeah. Sabbaths and new moons? Yeah. Do Gentiles need to follow these Jewish ways of life?
1: Right, yeah. The,
0: circumcision, and, and this, the, yeah. the dietary restrictions, the festivals, the feast days. Do Gentiles need to follow these Jewish ways of life? And then it culminates yeah. in the Council in Acts 15. What were you going to say? Yeah.
1: No, that yeah, that, that and, and realizing that's that wasn't even a unique discussion among uh just you know what we call Christians, but even in Second Temple, other Second Temple writings, you see Jews working through this question of proselytizing and things like that. Yeah. But anyway, but that yeah, that's the um yeah, that's the question. That's do the question. these do these Gentiles need to Judaize? Right. Adopt this Jewish way of life, uh, fully become Jews in order to be considered the people of God, to receive forgiveness, to receive uh, eternal life and be saved and all that
0: stuff. And then the question and, is going to be answered a f- resoundingly in both the book of Galatians, which I at least think was probably written before Acts 15. You know, I've never discussed yeah. that. I don't think yeah. it makes a little difference. No. Yeah. In Both the book of Galatians and also Acts 15. Yeah. What is Paul? And then, the, what are the rest of the apostles going to answer? Do yeah. Gentiles need to become Jews?
1: Resounding no, no. Yeah. And what, does Resounding no.
0: what does that mean? What
1: does that mean? It means that that Jesus' death uh, for sin um, didn't en- did enough. You know, was was uh, effective enough uh, that that in Him is. Uh, the rescue from this present evil age, not in Torah observance, right? And and one of the things that Paul gets into in, in Galatians, right? We're we're Jews by nature, not sinners from among the Gentiles. Nevertheless, we know that a man is not justified by works of the law, but through the faithfulness of the Messiah Jesus. And so we placed our faith in Messiah Jesus because we know that no one is justified by works of the law. So so even the, these Jews who who've done this their whole lives. They know that's not what makes them right before God. Jesus is the one who dealt with the sin problem, right? Yes. Um,
0: and if the problem of humanity was sin and scattering, yeah, the Torah is not offering a final solution to this. It's Yeah, it's not
1: offering a solution at all. to the right? Jewish yeah.
0: way of life is not providing a solution to sin and scattering. Yeah. And, and that's why the Apostle Paul says in Galatians 2.15, we ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. But... We know a person is not justified or made righteous by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we have believed in Jesus Christ in order to be made righteous by faith in Christ and not by works of the Torah, because by works of the Torah or the law, no one will be justified.
1: Yeah. And so it's that resounding no. And so that's that's the predominant question there at that point in Acts. That's the predominant question that's really being answered in Galatians. There's other other questions as well, but that's the central argument. By the time we get to Romans, it's it's again similar territory, similar uh certainly issues and points of tension and conflict between Jews and, and non-Jews, non-Jewish nations, but now it's coming at it from a different angle. As he addresses the the non-Jews, the Gentiles there, right, that he identifies throughout the letter uh, as his audience, as he addresses them, his His uh, message to them is,, uh, don't be arrogant again towards the towards the 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 Jews. And, and so if if Galatians was don't become Jewish, uh, Romans is don't become anti jewish well right? And so he's he's really thinking about uh, he's really trying to hone in to help the Romans understand their place within the purposes of God. And particularly their attitudes towards their Jewish brethren and and even even the the, uh, Jewish unbelievers as well, dealing with their attitude towards them, um, ultimately aimed, as we saw in our very first one, aimed at then this on-the-ground oneness between Jewish Messiah followers and Gentile Messiah followers.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, let, let's just make this point contextually within Romans 15. Yeah. In Romans 15, verse 9, therefore I was seeing, praise you among the Gentiles and sing your name. And again, it says, rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Paul is coming back here and saying, Israel, who is now a faith, they are praising the name of Jesus. Join along yeah. with them. And they were the first ones. The apostles, yeah. those in Jerusalem, were the first one. Likewise, he says a bit later in Romans 15:15, 15, 15, but on some points I have written to you very boldly, by way of reminder, because of the grace of God given to me by God, to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel of God, so that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable sanctified by the Holy Spirit, in Christ Jesus, then I have no reason to be proud of my work for God. For I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience by word and deed. So even the Apostle Paul here sees himself as a priest, perhaps we could say a priest to the nations. Mm -hmm. And as an Israelite, he is now bringing about Gentile obedience to the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that's absolutely. a great deal of what he's doing in Romans, is yeah. seeking to bring about this Gentile obedience to the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let let's then close this out, Mike. Romans comes really as the climax of the promises of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Romans is aiming at harmony between Jew and Gentile. Mm-hmm. Where is Romans fitting into the larger story of the New Testament?
1: Um Romans is um, speaking into the particular situation that's going on in Rome and the relationships between Jews and non-Jews there as, and I think I used this language in a previous episode, they become a microcosm of what God has promised to do um, on a cosmic level in the Messiah
0: according to the law
1: and the prophets and the writings.
0: Well said. Well said. And so with that, for I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. Thanks for listening to the gospel according to podcast. If you have any questions about what you heard today, please send us a voice message. We would really love to hear from you. Make sure you follow us on social media, subscribe, and click the bell to get notified when we drop a new episode. Until next time, and for all time, your God reigns.